Welcome to the Reggae Lover Podcast. We're here once again, Reggae Lover Podcast. Yours truly, Khalil Wanda in the building. And it's Agard. What up, folks? Thanks for tuning in. Big up to all the YouTube listeners, all the NiceUpRadio.com listeners live on the radio right now. You done know? Mm-hmm. Big up to everybody in all the digital streaming platforms across the world. Yes, indeed. Today, we have kind of a continuation of a conversation we had on last episode, talking about 2022 sound clashes. I guess it's sound clash season right now. So uh, like we mentioned mm-hmm. last time, that we would be uh, taking on the upcoming clash between Downbeat, LP, and Fergo Digital live. Um, you know, we both yes. made it to the venue, which was uh, Unity Palace or something or another in some kind of... That's what uh, they decided to call it. <laughs> right. One place wrong on one part in a Brooklyn. <laughs> the dance did keep. Yeah. You see me. So what was the name of the dance again, son? No Long Talking. No Long Talking. And why was this dance such a big deal in your estimation? It was a big deal because... All right, so a little bit of background. Early this year... Um, Downbeat had clashed with Fergo Digital. It was an Irish and Chin promotion. What was the name of that dance? Um, Rewind. That, that was Rewind. It was like nineteen something. 19, like that. It was 1993, like a series. 1993. 1993? Really? Okay. Was it 93? No, 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 87. That, 87. Okay, okay. Uh, 87? Yeah, which... Why, yo? Because 87 so, was the one with... um. With Briggy dog, with Briggy. All right, so um, Downbeat versus Fergo Digital, I believe it was in Amazura, mm. which uh, both you and I did stream. There was some issues with the stream, specifically on the uh, Fergo Digital side. I believe that it had a bad wire. But anyway, yeah. even for people who were in the dance, um, I think a lot of people thought there was a little bit too friendly, a little bit too cordial. Um, The pacing was, you know, a little bit slow, I guess. So because of all these factors, you know, Puma of the LP crew, you know, decided to basically um, promote the rematch, but then also with LP, right? Um, Because anybody who... um, pays attention to the sound class business or, or listens to rumble talk, you know, it's been a long time thing where Puma wanted to go up against downbeat, you know, and basically Puma's like, yo, I don't care. I'll play singers all night, whatever. Um, I thought that they hadn't gone up against each other before. And somebody mentioned that uh, LP and Fergo never went up against each other, but that's not true. Because I was uh, perusing some audio, perusing, perusing, perusing some through some audio. And, and yes, Downbeat and LP had bucked up against each other before. I believe it was in the 90s and Fergo and LP likewise. So basically it was highly anticipated because it seemed like the first one was underwhelming so everybody was looking forward to the second one, especially because LP, as most people know, well, most Clash fans know, has been around since 1982. 
uh, Downbeat. Uh, what, what year is Downbeat? 72. So a whole decade before LP. And then Fergo Digital. I knew of Fergo Digital in the late 80s, early 90s. You know, their HQ was actually in 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 my neighborhood, East Flatbush. I mean, I was too young to take in any Fergo dances, but I had some older friends who used to, you know, be around Fergo back in the days in the early 90s. Yeah. So, yeah, it's very highly anticipated because, you know, Downbeat, you know, According to Father Tony Screw, he was anointed by Sir Cox and Dodd himself to, you know, um, have the moniker of downbeat sound. Uh-huh. And, you know, Puma is a legend, you know, from, from 1982. I did the math, and apparently, I guess, at the time, Puma was 15 or 16 when he started to sound in high school. So, Right. And like Mitchell yeah. said, it seems like, Maybe Tony Screw was of a similar age when he started downbeat. Like in he started Yeah, in maybe Jamaica, a little right? bit older. In Jamaica pretty much and then he moved to the Bronx at some point. Or did he come to Jamaica? He, yeah, I guess he used to be around um Studio some one. people who know the man and you know, all that. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a lot of history, you know what I'm saying? That's a little concise backstory right there, you know what I mean? I'm sure there's mm-hmm. several chapters that go into that. But basically, these sounds wanted to kill each other to stake the claim as, you know, the baddest vintage sound or road. You know what I mean? This is like the king of the, the vintage lane. This is not the regular sound clash lane. Um, I, feel, mm-hmm. I feel like LP is in that conversation for King of New York. You know the regular modern warfare kind of clash as well. So, but we know that they're, you know, they've been around for a long time, and they cut a lot of the foundation singers and DJs. So, yeah, I was anticipating just seeing them flex that part of the box, which you don't normally get to see them do. You know, what I mean, outside of mm-hmm. juggling early warm and stuff like that. You know, their radio shows and stuff like that. They'll flex a little muscle and, you know, play some some tunes. But in a in a sound clash format against the formidable downbeat, for me, it was a big deal. So I say, yo, you know what? I got to be up in the place. The Fergo Digital piece now, you know, as Agar just mentioned, he has some familiarity with the sound. But I, when I lived in Brooklyn, it was in the 90s. And at that time, I don't think Fergo was really... You know, making movements. Yeah. At that time, no, by LP the time the, was repping like Flatbush as far yeah. as I could say. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. By the by the early to mid nineties, Fergo was kind of like an afterthought. And tell you the truth, tell you the, uh, like you would listen to audio enough people would big up Kitty Ranks, you know, all the time. But, you know, it's only been in recent years that Fergo has really made a push back into the, the arena. Um you know, especially, you know, him, uh, Kitty having a show on Sound Chat. You know, yeah. I think that's been a big, you know, um, impetus for, for him getting back in the arena. Yeah. Some would say Shin put him on the road back still. You know what I mean? More or less. Cause yeah, sure. radio show leading up to the Chin's event, Fergo versus Downbeat. Um, so, all right, let's get into this da- uh, dance. <laughs> let's get into the dance. Yo. Yeah, go on, talk it, Redring. 
Yeah, I think uh, the first thing to 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 I guess set the tone, you know, would be let's talk about the sound systems themselves because um, this was I would say the first dance in a long, very long time where three sounds strung up. Okay, so right. LP um, had their sound there. Fergus Digital had their sound there, and then um, I believe Downbeat played on Venom. 2K no. or was it was Venom it? 2K? Why 2K Venom? Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. As far as and I so can about remember, that, yeah. Beat is uh, they're from the Bronx traditionally, but recently Tony Screw and members of the Downbeat crew, in addition, have kind of been based out of Georgia, Atlanta area. So mm-hmm. basically, due to the fact that they, I don't know if they have a sound system. If so, where it is located but they basically flew in for this event right into the new york area for the event so the yep. sound was provided by another sound system for downbeat yeah man and um obviously we're in the building so we didn't see the streaming but streaming was provided by team torment um yeah so but back to the sound system so when we walked in you know lp was warming up killer d um and the sound sounded pretty good. But what I noticed, and I guess it turned up a little bit more later, and I would say this for all three sounds, it was, uh, it was absolutely too much sound <laughs> sound for this uh, venue. It's not like it was a small venue, but at the same time, the way how it was shaped, and I'm, I'm not like an engineer, but... Basically, it was it was like the stage when looking at the stage, the the venue was long way. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like you had a a, a long venue to the uh, or a long passageway to the stage or whatever. It was like long way. So basically, wherever you're at in the venue, you had a clear view of the stage, and I, I believe it was <clears throat> excuse me a little bit too much sound for the venue. You know, it's is. Uh, that that's me, and the reason why I say that is because you know when I was when I was growing up in sound business or whatever, you know it's common to you know just kind of turn the sound down until the people are here and you know turn it up as needed. But uh, I feel like as soon as we walked in, it was like on full blast, <laughs> and and got turned up even more. Yeah, I would but, agree. Um, I would agree yeah. with that. You know, what I'm saying like. It wasn't like my ears weren't hurting or anything. For yeah, the yeah, mo- yeah, it was still most, clear. Most of the night, my ears weren't hurting. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I think the more important piece of sound system is clarity. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because you're playing dub plates, which are recorded, look, at random various studios all over the world at various times. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like you're playing... 24 track produced you know what i'm saying sony's hd stereo music you know what i mean like it's yo a lot of these are one track vocals (laughs) you know what i mean over a Mm -hmm. very basic rhythm so you want to be able to hear that what the artist is saying and then also the mcs are on the microphone so you know that mid-range is super important and i think the mid-range was very muddy you know what I mean? Across all the sounds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to get too much into the technical technical aspects of the sound systems, 
However, I, I will rate them, you know, in one, two, three. Yeah. To me, the 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 best one was LP because it was the most clear of the three. Right. Um, the second would have been um Venom. The the issue I had with Venom, because um I think Venom actually had the more powerful baseline. Yeah. But the issue with Venom was the mids. Um yeah, a lot of times, you know, you had to be struggling to hear you know, what, what, who, who the artist was and what they were actually saying. Um, and look, I'm not saying all these sounds are powerful sounds, you know what I'm saying? Definitely <laughs> very powerful. It's just, I feel like it was a little bit too powerful for the night. And then who brought in last was, um, you know, Fergo on, uh, I don't know. I, I just, I, I couldn't tell you why Fergo didn't do it for me except, you know, the bass wasn't as clear, clean, the, or heavy. the mids. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it just wasn't as powerful to me or clear. Yep. Fair assessment. Yeah, like if, you know, if it was mm-hmm. a contest of the sound systems, Fergo definitely lost the race. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah, man. So, yeah, I mean, and so what surprised me, so the early one was nice, you know, no, 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 uh, <laughs> no complaints about the early one. Basically, each sound, you know, had a chance to do their little tune-up, little early warm something. Um, I believe Venom, um, actually Venom was the one after Killer D that warmed yeah. up Venom sound, and then Fergo, uh, they did their thing. Um, yeah, what surprised me, though, is Killer D also um, doubled as the host, yeah. which... Uh, ended up getting sticky a little bit later. Right. Not 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 recommended, yo. That's Killer D of LP sound, to be clear. Right. So, you know, the And host, he, he did a good job. He did. <laughs> he but did the host he did do always, a good job. The host should always definitely be a neutral person. A neutral person that's not affiliated with the sound, yo. Like I've actually mm. I've actually never seen it happen this way before. You know what I mean? I'm like, you know, you're in Brooklyn. Y'all know people, you know, of all of Brooklyn. This is a big clash. Like, that was an example. It seemed like cutting corners to me. That's what it seems yeah, yeah, like. Yeah, and, and that shouldn't happen. You, you got these big sound systems yeah. in here. You know what I mean? Big selectors in here streaming. You know, Team Torment is streaming. Yo, get one of Team Torment. Like, Team Torment is a a cohort of like All of 20 different sound sounds systems, yeah. and selectors. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like and, and studio engineers and all types of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right. So that that's one criticism that I would have. But yeah, Kalidi didn't do a bad job. I'm just saying like off a of principle. <laughs> yeah, man. I, 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 after this, I, I think I'm going to have to depend on your memory a little bit more. All right. <laughs> so um, three sounds... It was three, uh, it was, uh, I don't remember, like, you know what I mean? I didn't take notes. I was just enjoying the vibes in terms of, like, the length of the rounds and stuff. Mm. I think it was 30 minutes to, for the first round, and then 20 minutes, and then 15, and then 10. Like, I think it was like that. So it wasn't even like, mm. you know, you got to hear downbeat play for an hour or even 45 minutes. And anybody that knows downbeat, and even Tony Cruz screw, says it, you know what I'm saying, a lot. Like, the longer that they play, the sweeter the sound gets. You know what I'm saying? Like, it takes them a while to kind of get warmed up and get into a groove. So, 
that already was like a kind of a disadvantage for for Dombey, I think. Mm. Um, it definitely <laughs> definitely seems like the whole thing was masterminded by Puma, yo. You know what I mean? When I start not just talking about it, I'm like, okay, first the host thing, now the rounds, lengths, okay. <laughs> um, so I think Downbeat did play first, and then LP, and then Fergal. That accurate? As well, I as think Agard ponders. You know, the the interesting thing is that we're doing this review, and we talked about the Irish and Chin dance with Fergal and Downbeat. Neither of these dances. At the time that we are recording this, neither of these dances have had audio come out, um, you know, distributed to the public. So, yeah, it's a very, very interesting thing, which we can talk about. But there's been no audio to review this. So this is strictly for a memory of what went down the night of May 14th, 2022. All right. Bro, I can't remember the order. (laughs) Yo, I know Fergo played last. So what happened was 45 minute rounds. Downbeat plays first. Downbeat has Tony Screw on stage and Joseph Dimension is the name. Joseph yes. mm-hmm. Tall Cat with the Locks was selecting and mixing. Downbeat has a Serato set up with a MacBook up there, but they also have CD players and this enormous box of CDs. <laughs> a true relic from the past. You know what I'm saying? And Downbeat's round, from what I recall, was good. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, you know what I'm saying, the greatest segment or anything, but you know what I mean? They definitely got some forwards and stuff. Was there was there talking in that round? I can't remember. Yeah, Downbeat was talking. Right, but it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't screw, Father was, Screw, though. Yeah, it was Screw. Okay, yeah, it was the first round. Screw. Okay, now yeah, yeah and okay. the first round, but they didn't start. He didn't start out with like anthems or anything. I think he was playing. Yeah, he remember he was playing like Sammy Levi and stuff like that. Like yo, I can play the mm-hmm. most Sammy Levi. He played like Sammy Levi in a row, and I'm thinking like who you know like who told you to play Sammy Levi tonight? But anyway, then Downbeat yeah. comes in and Puma doesn't LP talk on the mic. I'm sorry, yeah, LP. LP. You said Downbeat. Mm-hmm. LP comes in and Puma doesn't talk on the mic. He just starts mixing tunes. So he starts out a little bit deeper, you know what I mean, in the box as well. And then in the mix of what he was doing, he starts playing those recognizable LP tunes that make all the Brooklyn Rude Boys say bop, 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 you know what I mean? And the horns were going off. And he got more forwards than Downbeat did in the round without even picking the microphone up the whole entire time. <laughs> yo, Puma was sending a message, yo, for real. And and the message came through loud and clear later on when he grabbed the microphone. But yeah. Yeah. So he just let the music talk. Um, Fergo Digital came in. And what do you got to say about Fergo's first round, bro? So... All right, so the interesting thing about Fergo's first round is just like, all right, so in Downbeat's second round, they surprised us, but Fergo's first round, he surprised me because then he played he played a bunch of, like, new tunes, you know what I'm saying? He played Leela, IK, he played, was it Roman Virgo? Mortimer. I can't remember. He played the Mortimer. Mortimer, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. the Mortimer. Um did he play that was it. the Christopher Ellis? 
No. No, he played he two, played a few Martima slow and then Lila uh-huh. Ike slow. And people yeah, were like he might have played two Lila as well. And and people were like, "Okay, this is good. This is good." But immediately you can't I was help surprised. But notice, you can't help but notice the way the sound system sounds cuz this is the introduction mm. round to the sound. So it's like you could make out like, "Okay, this is Mortimer." But the tunes are not hitting the way that you really want to hear them. You really want to hear the bass and the horns and everything and the voice. And, you know, he had the mix down on the dubs and everything. So I believe that the dubs are cut well and quality, but the sound system wasn't conveying that in audio, in life, you know, in real life. So from the from the very moment, it was like, okay, this is not looking good. And then after that, right, he went well, on to like usual... Fergo box yeah. juggling. So I'm going to say this before we go on. I was not biased. I did not come into this dance biased. However, yes and no, because I didn't feel Fergo should have been in, in this dance. You know, based upon what I saw on the stream in Amazura, I believe it should have definitely just been downbeat and LP. And, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, the, the, that's what it should have been. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that still. I agree with that. But I get why, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I get why. No but... long talking and have them do it again and somebody actually get killed. Now, this clash was still done the old school way where there was no host coming out and saying who won the round and voting and all that. It's just you come, you listen, and you leave. With your opinion. <laughs> okay. But yeah. I'm going to tell you, nobody gave Fergo this dance. You know what I mean? Actually, as a matter of fact, um, so Fergo's round, I remember distinctly he got a forward from a couple Capleton dubs that he played because the dubs In were the just. Final, yeah, the final minute or two of his, his set, he did, he played some Capletons. Yeah. The dubs were just that bad, yo. Even though the sound was kind of kind of terrible like those dubs were were bad so i give him that next round now downbeat yeah so so like i said uh fergo surprised this in the first round playing a few new tunes <laughs> i was like all right if he could keep this up you know but then the rest of the round it was like uh shouldn't be here so downbeat comes out and actually what tony screw does is tony screw was not on the stage you know, he was actually in the audience and uh, Joseph Dimension uh, came out again, the selector. Um, and well, who was the MC? I don't know. Do, the you, MC. do you remember his name? I, I No. Next yeah, next, I don't know if he person. I, I feel like I've seen him before. I can't I can't remember. But basically he came out and it was like the young squad. Right. Um, because usually, I mean, so and I in the, the last Jap dance Prince. that Jap Prince was also yeah. there. Kind of like in a yeah. support selector type of role. I don't know, Jap Prince. Let let me know what what was your role. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So, I mean, I I could I could say what I what I saw, what I observed. So okay. basically, usually it's you know recently it's been you know Father Screw, Jap Prince is selecting for him. You know, obviously Joseph Dimension has been with him also for years. So I I think what happened here is. You know, to me, the second round was an indication, and I said this to you, that the sound has a good future. 
you know, once Tony Screw steps down. Because what happened here was you have, you know, Joseph Dimension, you have the MC. I'm sorry, I can't remember his name. Anybody who knows, please let us know. And then you have, you know, Tony Screw in the audience. I saw him maybe only go up to the stage to relay a message once during the round. And then you have Ja Prince. And it seemed like Ja Prince, if if I could make a team analogy, was kind of like the player coach. coach. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. You know, whereas, you know, Tony Screw would be like the general manager at this point, you know, just kind of staying out of it. The owner. You know, yeah. but yeah, yeah. But I just, to me, it was great because, you know, first of all, you know, I saw what it means to have the sound with those dub plates be mixed, number one, because Tony Screw, you know, he doesn't usually have like, you know, mixed from one tune to another and actually have a, a person who draws the tune down, makes a speech and then, uh, you know, get the forward in, uh, when once the, the selector mixes it over. So that I haven't seen from Downbeat, I want to say ever. That's number one. Um, you could correct me, <laughs> but um, uh, first time I haven't ever. seen that, you know, and, and basically the, the MC was making speeches that connected to the tunes. And not only that, I mean, he was pretty aggressive, you know what I'm saying? Pretty aggressive. He was, he was really calling out LP, you know, and, and I don't even know. I mean, did he really address Fergo? I don't know, but I know that he was really, really you know, aggressively handling LP, you know, and, and tell you the truth, I have no complaints about that at all. Like it was a great round. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. I think that, um, I feel like they won that second round downbeat won the second round. Yeah. And, and by, by the way, we didn't say it, but you know, we, we both agree that LP took that first round. Yeah. Or at least. Yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. at this point round. after round two, I know downbeat. we didn't get to round two of the LP yet, but yeah, it, round two, you know, downbeat is 1-1. One, one. Yeah, so downbeat, you know, like you said, it's the first time the song is actually being juggled. Like, you know what I'm saying? They're juggling mm-hmm. in a modern sound system style for the very first time anywhere in the world with Tony Screw, um, you know, off to the side in the crowd. You know, I think he came up like, Two or three times. You said one time. I think he went up. Yeah, at that he, I saw, that I he, remember. She spoke to Ja Prince, who is like on stage right, and then Ja Prince will come up, you know, a couple other times. But for the most part, he was in the crowd. So it was like a moment of, it was, it was historic in that it's the passing of the guard for a downbeat sound system. We've often talked about Tony Screw and been like worried that this wouldn't <laughs> happen. Like we, this was like... <laughs> For people that love downbeat, you know what I mean? Like we know, yo, Tony Screw is not a young dude anymore. So we've often been yeah, like, think- yo, what will happen when Screw is gone? What's going to happen to the sound? Is it just going to park and just be, you know, like a historic memory forever after that? But it was, uh, it was very surreal. Um, it was very encouraging to see what happened in that round. Um, so I applaud that, you know, 100%. Yeah, and I had mentioned to you after the dance, like over the years, I've noticed, you know, because obviously Tony Screw is not selecting. Well, he's selecting, but he's not mixing and doing a lot of things for himself. 
Um, so he's gone through a lot of selectors through the years, and it seems like he has a solid team. And what it brings to mind is just that old school way of doing things where it's like, you know, you're not he, he's calm about these things. It's not like he's going to rush into, you know, this is something he's been building f- like longer than I've been alive. So, you know, I don't I don't, you know, um, you know, it's it, it, what is it? The he- heavy is the head that wears the crown. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. I don't envy him having to think about, you know, the what what happens at Parker. Our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. To the sound when he, he can't or doesn't want to play it anymore. Right. Yeah, but um, yeah, 100%. But, you know, it, it was a good look. So then LP comes in. Tony, I'm sorry, Puma comes up and he's like, okay, well, since Tony Screw is not going to play the sound, I'm not going to play my sound because I came here to clash and kill Tony Screw upon downbeat. And if you're going to send up the young youth, them and the little man, them, then I'm going to send out my young youth and my little man, them. And so Killady is going to play this round. And I'm going to just go in the crowd like Tony Screw did and wait for Screw to come back out. And then I'm going to come back out. So now we're playing yeah, chess I mean, here, I, folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that decision. Um, you know, and I didn't mind it. You know, Killady, it's not like Killady did a bad job. I mean, you know, n- enough props to Killer D because, you know, I don't know, for some reason, like, I, I don't think I've ever seen somebody who's taken to a sound like Killer D is taken to LP. You know what I mean? Like, in in a sense, it's like the, the, the master and the student, similar to how, you know, we talk about downbeat. Like, I think LP is in good hands with Killer D. Like, Killer D knows the history. He knows the box. However, yeah. I, I think you know, that kind of threw off LP strategy a little bit. And um, it's not like he did a bad job, but like the, the second round from downbeat was so strong that we had to get, you know, it was like the element of surprise in a sense. And then they did well. So it's kind of like, you know, and they, and they got more forwards, to tell you the truth. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Where it's like, I think, I think uh, Killer D was just kind of pacing it a little bit. Yeah. Um. You know, I think in Sound Clash, this is something that it's a part of it. It's a part of Clash strategy. When if a sound mm-hmm. does, if a sound goes through a round and does that well, and they do so well, since it's in round tight compartments, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes yep. you just save, you just save your energy and save your tunes and just play through the round, get through the round. And then, you know what I mean? Get them back next round. And I feel like that's kind of the strategy that LP took here. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Puma literally said that later on in the dance. You know, he was like, yeah, you know, or, or maybe it was Killady who said it. I don't remember which one of them said it, but they were like, yeah, you know, I just came up and played a bag of tunes and, you know, y'all thought it was whatever, whatever. But they knew they prepared for the dance and mm-hmm. they knew that they prepared for Puma to go against Tony Screw head to head. 
and he drew him back out. So let's just advance and get through to the end real quick because we're going long on the setup here. So yeah, Fergo plays. They got progressively worse through the night. <laughs> so the second round was not as good as the first round. Um, it felt like a really long round. I was struggling personally to, you know what I'm saying, like get through it. And it's not not because of, you know, how they played and the dubs and kitty ranks. But I think the sound system was the was the roughest part of it for me. The quality of the sound just wasn't there. Well, um, yeah, but I, I think... And he kept turning it up. Like, it would start off, like, okay, and then he would just turn it up and up and up. And, you know, it just, you know, yeah. He was, he was like, <laughs> I'm yeah, not going to say mean, call him handicapped, but, you know I mean, it was definitely, like, he wasn't on par with the other two sounds, and it was clear. Yeah, I would say that, I mean, you, you want to say the sound system, I would say all of it. Really, he was out of his depth. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I know some people hear that and they're like, yo, it's, you know, some, some like I'm from Brooklyn. Oh, if it know, is Fergo, for, but yeah. Son, I'm telling I mean, you, but, I'm telling you, look, I'm, like I hear what you're saying and I'm not saying that mm. he played better than the other two sounds, but I'm saying if his sound was Chris and those dubs were hitting and you could hear everything you know what I'm saying? Like, say this sound, say Fergus sound sounded better than Venom and LP sound. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it would have been a different thing because he could even say, like, yo, I sound better than y'all because that's a part of the clash. That was a part of the clash. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Here's it. Yeah, here's another Like, his thing microphone didn't I- even sound good. He had a corded mic. When's the last time you seen that, bro? Well, here's what I'm going to say. Um, I made a similar observation with Stereo 5, you know, whereas at some point during the dance, I thought to myself, yo, how many Utes in Flatbush right now? now I'm, I'm not even talking about Utes. Like, Fergo, I don't know how old Kitty is, you know, probably yeah. in his 50s, 60s, something like that. Right. People our age, you know, how many people our age? 40s and 30s. I get you. Yo, I just you. can can can, and it, he don't even have to take himself out of the equation. You know, he could still either select or he could talk. Look at Jack Scorpio. You know, what I'm saying I'm not a big fan of you know the recent years of 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 you know Black Scorpio or whatever. But however, he got it done. You know, what I'm saying it was entertaining <laughs> to see him. You know, and his I believe it was his son. You know, going up against like dynamic and. You know, it's not something to where I'm like, oh, like this shouldn't have happened. It, but to me, I think it's a lot deeper than just the quality of the sound. It's like, yo, you got to know when you need help. Because, I mean, when Fergo came in, you know, they have a crew that set up the sound system. I even saw a, a Ute, another Ute that put up a laptop up there. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yo, you know, that that to me is like... Yo, you got to be a team. It can't just be you. Right. Yeah, real talk. I was the only one up there by himself. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and and that to me are some of those intangible things that, you know, cause you to fall behind. You know, it's it's all on you. It's all on you. And 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 people of a certain age, you know, I'm I'm sorry, they're not used to a certain level or or speed and i'm not i'm not even talking about because of the age i'm talking about because of the era they came from 
yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which is surprising because even when Tony Screw talks, you know, even though the tunes aren't being mixed from one tune to another, like, and (laughs) Puma called them out for this, but, you know, it's like boom, 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 punchline, take it down. Speech. It plays for a few seconds, literally, and then he's like, take it down, and he gives the next speech. So, yeah. Yeah, man. A true, a true. So, all right. So now let's go to the third round. This is where Downbeat, again, resumes the original format. Tony Screw is back on the on the helm. And, you know, they play their round. Um, anything that stood out for you this round outside of that? Not really. I mean, it was it was solid, you know. Um, I think so, you know, in but the second round. it's like an up and down. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The second round, it's like all this energy comes at you. And then the third round is back to like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Let's calm it down a little bit and go back to, you know, the stories and everything. And I think this is where the genius of Puma comes in because, you know, I'm sure Puma's been thinking about, <laughs> like, I think, I'm not going to speak for Puma, but I think it, it kind of annoys him that Downbeat gets so much respect when you know let's just put it like he's been there you know what i'm saying he's been there he's been cutting tunes you know and 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 we'll talk about what he says you know after downbeat but um yeah i just it, it, like you said it was up and down you know what i mean it definitely was up and down right so taking all you know lp out of the equation you know that was the energy from downbeat it's not as powerful as the second round um in the third round and then lp comes in and puma kept his word tony screw was back on downbeat puma was back on lp and worked the sound and he basically had speeches ready he had custom tunes ready he had you know songs ready this wasn't like your regular everyday every uh Regular everyday LP outing, you know what I'm saying? Where they play, like they didn't play no Shabbat, Lord is my shepherd. And you know what I mean? That would normally pop up any dance in that part of the world. Nah, like he had specific speech and tunes aiming straight for downbeat, yo. And he um, interjected, you know what I'm saying? That, yo, Fergo's just going to play this next round and then he's going to lock off. Because people want you to lock off and you feel lock off, but we're going to let you play another round before you lock off. And then me and Downbeat going to battle it out from there. And I'm going to kill Downbeat. Yeah. Like he laid it all out. <laughs> he, and he was very gracious when he did that. And I actually didn't quite understand it the way that you just said it, but it is in fact, what he said, but I was so overjoyed that he said that Fergo should lock off. I just thought, <laughs> all right, we're done with Fergo for the night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and I don't care about like, yo, I'm not here to show respect for like, yo, all right, yo, everybody paid their dues, but I'm not, I'm not going to like hide how I feel <laughs> You know what I'm saying? just to, to give somebody props. Nah. So yeah, a few things happened in this round that I was very surprised by it. Like you said, you know, hopefully the audio comes out because, you know, obviously we're not going over all the tunes and stuff because the tunes were incredible. You know, the, the speech about Fergo locking off, I mean, it was a breath of relief for the entire crowd. 
you know, because tell you the truth, I mean, I've noticed a few times that <laughs> when Fergo did uh, lower the music, you could hear the booze. Like, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying it was so loud in there, you couldn't even hear the booze really. Well, anyway, um, yeah, so that's number one. You know, LP, you know, Puma, you know, addressed the Fergo situation, which is like, thank goodness. But then also, this is when he really started to make speeches taking apart uh, Tony Screw's strategy. You know, basically, this is the first time he was like, look, you only have rhythms. You know what I'm saying? He he said, you only have, you know, the first part of the tune with, with the punchline. You know what I'm saying? The rest of the tune is garbage, basically, is what he said. Yep. And he said, you know, basically, I'm going to expose you tonight. You know what I mean? And right. tell you the truth. This is where I gotta give Puma props because you know I'm 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 younger than anybody <laughs> that who's in this this class right now. You know what I'm saying the first time I heard downbeat was you know maybe in the late '90s when I was buying cassettes from like the late '80s. You know what I'm saying? So um, I didn't have reference. You know what I'm saying? But this is Puma. Puma, he's been there, done that, right? So he's kind of breaking down things that. N- First of all, nobody talks to Tony Screw like that. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, it just doesn't happen because most people are, you know, his his juniors, you know. And yes, you know, uh, Puma is younger than him by by a bit. But when you think about it, you know, their sounds blew up around the same time, even though Downbeat was in 72. You know what I mean? Like, in the 80s, that was the prime time for LP becoming popular, you know, t- prime time for downbeat becoming popular and then LP even further into the 90s. Mm-hmm. So I was very impressed by this, the the speeches, the songs, and then, you know, basically um, just the strategy, you know, and, and to me, I'm going to say this right now, LP took this round to me. So it's like LP two, downbeat one. However, because... I knew Fergo was going to have to get out of here. I kind of stopped scoring after this. I just went to, because you know it's going to go for tune for tune. So I, I kind of, it's not like I'd stop paying attention, but at that, at that time, I was just enjoying myself. Right. Okay. Um, cool. So LP plays, Fergo plays their last round. I think this is when I was like, yo, they got food in here? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, yo, I need something to sustain me because the sound system, again, like your ears, you know, your ears change throughout a night when you first start, even if you're playing music at home or watching a movie, you know what I'm saying? Like when you first press play, you know, you might have to turn it down or something at a certain point and you could still hear it just as well because your ears, I don't know what the scientific thing is, but the sound was I mean, sounding get really ear- bad. To me, at yeah, the point. you it get really ear fatigue. Annoying. Yeah, ear fatigue. Right. So I was like, "Where yeah. can I go in this place to hide? Like, can I hide in the bathroom? <laughs> like, yo, you know what I mean? Like, let me get some corn soup over here, and this will hold me down through the round." So, dude, it was so bad that I, I like, I had to listen to the lyrics of a song because I thought I was like, "Who is this they playing?" Is <laughs> like, I thought it was General TK, and it was Spraga Benz, yo, and the only reason. I knew it is because of the lyrics. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's how bad it yo, was. I, 
like artists Yo, that you I'm, know I'm, and love, you couldn't tell it was them. Like songs that you've been, you know what I'm saying, listening to for years. That's how bad it was, yo. Yeah, and tell you the truth, y'all might think we're old. Nah, that's not what it is. It's it's literally like the way that how sound it was system EQ'd, was old. It, well, that's what I think it was. but I'm I'm seeing I'm saying across the sounds though, right, because right. it was set up for like block party. If you're two blocks, three blocks away, you can hear exactly what's going on. But you know, uh, look. Uh, that's the, probably the last thing I'm going to say about it because I don't want them to think I'm hating on their right. sounds or whatever. That's not what it is. You know, there's different there's different settings for different settings, if you know what I mean. Right. I mean, yeah, man, pay the money. You know what I'm saying? So that's a part of yeah. the show. So, all right. So now the dance advances. And all I could tell you uh, from here on, you know, we can just summarize it and say the LP, you know what I'm saying, definitely played a calculated set of music for the rest of the night and speeches to match and just hammered home that, um, you know, that theory that look downbeat is it's the rhythms that get everybody excited. He gets forwards as soon as the rhythm starts to play. And it's a fact like I, I've, I saw it happening that night. As soon as you hear the rhythm, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, people putting up, you know what I mean? Their hands and horns are going off, and then the song plays for two, three seconds, 10 seconds, you know, 20, 30 seconds, and then Tony Screw is like, take it down. Um, and then he's on to the next one. Um, so, what yeah. Puma was doing was playing his music out a little bit longer, and he was like playing combinations, he was playing customs, and he's like, you know, Tell the crowd, the crowd, calm down. Listen, 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 listen. And punchlines were in the tunes, yo. A minute in, a minute and a half in, and it's like, all right, you know what I'm saying? Dance done. Yeah, yeah. So what I would say about that also is the thing that Tony Screw has going or Downbeat has going for it. I mean, ninety over ninety percent of their tunes are so well engineered. You know what I mean? Like a lot of sound systems. You know, you have ups and downs in terms of quality of cutting and, you know, things are mixed differently. But with Downbeat, you you don't get that. You know what I'm saying? The the level of quality is ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, it's the rhythms, it's the tunes, but it's also, to me, the engineering on the tunes are so crisp. You know what I mean? Whereas, you know, some of the sounds that, you know, even came up during that era, you know, I'm not going to mention any names, but they they cannot play those dubs cleanly. You know what I'm saying? Even, and we've spoken about this uh, in person, about how I know for a fact that, you know what I'm saying, a lot of those foundation tunes that, that Puma has, a lot of them have been recut, you know what I'm saying, which is a testament to him and, you know, how much pride he takes in his sound system. But yeah, that's a big difference with downbeat as well. You know, I mean, the rhythm selection and the ways that the dubs are engineered. However, when it comes to Clash, you know, you said earlier the LP is like in the running for King of New York. Well, as far as I remember, they won that Clash. You know what I'm saying? It's probably about time to to have another one. But, you know, they could legit say they're the King of New York. Right. Especially after this conquest here. You know what I'm saying? Brushing yeah. off and, and the Bronx 
the old Bronx general and the old Brooklyn general. Yeah, and and to I guess to to summarize, because I mean, so Chun for Chun came up, you know, Fergo locked off, Chun for Chun came up, and for a while I was taking score. However, this surprised me. Like I said, between LP and Downbeat, there's no bias here. You know what I'm saying? Even Downbeat from the Bronx, you know, LP's from Flatbush, I, I don't care. However, I think this is really surprising for me because when it came down to Chun for Chun, man, there was no competition. And I don't know if people who were there, please let us know if you think the same or if the audio finally comes out. LP sound like just I I don't know battered downbeat in tune for tune. That's that's I mean I was literally taking score and when it got to a point to where it was like the score you can't come back from that because I think what was it was it was it twenty minutes right it was it, it, it was, wasn't yeah. it wasn't it was just twenty minutes of time. Uh, for the tune for tune to last, and there was yeah, no... instead of a best of whatever and judging right. it, it was like twenty minutes, and then you know after that you decide, you know. But I think they went for far past that twenty minutes. As a matter of fact, when we left, you know, it was still going it's on. Still However, going. when I when I saw like round after round, there was there's no way, <laughs> yeah, and there's no way that even... anybody was in that dance could say even that Tony LP did himself. not have a handed defeat. Yeah, I think even downbeat themselves were, were like, you know, because like I'm telling you, this was such a calculated killing. This was not like, you know, wake up and just, you know, this is, it seemed like Puma planned for this for like for like a decade at least. <laughs> just because he had downbeat anthems that he cut, you know what I'm saying? He had some of Tony Screw's artists, some of the tunes you know downbeat for. I mean, they did the Bitty McLean thing. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like they crossed off like a lot of the talking points. The Dennis Brown thing before Tune for Tune, he was just like, "Look, just play five D Brown, five more D Brown, real quick." You know what I mean? Like he must have played at least ten or fifteen. I don't know, you know, throughout the night, yo. So it was just like anything you want to say, anything you can do, we can do better. And but here's the thing that I want to say, like it, to me, it doesn't even matter who won. I, like. I just feel like the one one of the things I thought after the dance was they should take this on the road. Like yo. I I want to see it again uh, because I'm like yo this is only one part of what these people can do, and that's the sign of a good dance. That's a sign of two good sound systems. Like I didn't leave away from that disappointed. You know mm-hmm. even like it, it they delivered so well that I didn't even mind the Fergus Digital part of it. You know what I'm saying like. Like now it's like, okay, I would pay and go back and see just LP and downbeat in, in, with different rules, you know, our, our 30, 30, whatever, like, you know what I'm saying? The whole sound, no holes barred, um, you know, just not even a, not even a host, you know, just, just, just entertain us. Right. Play on, play on the same sound even that's tuned up. You know what I'm saying? Like perfectly for the venue. That would be nice. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I'm 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 a little, like I would like to see LP sound system versus I don't know. I don't know any Bronx sounds really, but yeah, you know, I'm say you sound like next level or something. 
I, I'm just saying, like, yo, the level play. Like, I get, I get the whole concept of you know who sounds sound better and Ray. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying, I, would, I just like, don't want say, this like, whole changing version, over thing. The same versions. I'm sorry. Um, different versions of the same clash is what I'm saying. So I would like yeah, yeah, to yeah. see. Yeah, where I you know what right. I mean? Like, oh, okay, I see what you're studio saying. Studio quality sound, and they both play on the same sound. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you could really take in the difference in the dubs, and you know what I mean, how they present it on the mic and and all that. Like that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, man. That's what I'm saying because you could I mean, really because yo, this is like a very you know, this is for this is for the real yeah, this is regular of a podcast, but. This type of dance is for the real hardcore, you know what I'm saying, sound clash people. This is not for this is not Red Bull Sound Clash. This is not Boom Clash. You know what I mean? This is not juggling jiggy nothing. This is the real deal. The real element. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Yeah. And then uh, one more thing I would like to say is um I was surprised because you know it's been a long time since I heard LP live. You know what I'm saying? Like live, a strong sound strung up, you know, like LP to me, you know, it's it's just different listening to audio, you know, because when you listen to audio, sometimes you don't you get don't get that feeling. Like, for example, um, like you would tell me because, you know, I wasn't the biggest Jaro fan back in the day, you know, because I, I, I thought the way they cut their tunes because I was listening on cassette seemed weird to me. You know what I mean? However, you know, they're cutting them to be on some big sound, you know, so the baseline is different, the highs are different, the mids are different, you know, and that's the that's the thing. So it's like a lot of LP tunes that I'm even used to that I know I'm like even rhythms that I'm like, uh, why do they play this rhythm? I heard it that night and I was like, damn. You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> like I, I, I forgot. You know, so yeah, that, yo, thumbs up. Thank you, Puma, for doing that. And I, I want to see more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I don't. I, music. And not even with, not even with other sounds. Like the only other sound that I think that could go that 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 I'm a fan of that could go to toe to toe with them. Who who you think I'm gonna say? Don't know. Oh, Emperor. Mighty Crown. Nah, Mighty Crown. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know Emperor's box like that. But to me, when it comes to just foundation, combinations, rhythm, I, I know, I know. I'm probably going to get some complaints, but whatever. No, I mean, like, no, I think Mighty Crown be and Downbeat one. went down yes. to the, for tune yes. at the Vintage Rumble. I do remember yes. that. I do remember People that. don't understand, yo. I do remember that, yeah. No, I've, I've heard the, the foundation mixes and stuff like that studio one mixes and stuff from mighty crown you know what i'm saying the man them cut everything so yeah they man. were also crystal clear preparing for something you know i'm saying to which to where they can still go cut yeah definitely but if it's not a if it's not a microwave i don't think i don't know but you know you probably you're probably right i'll give you that i would say gyro that but i say yeah, yeah. Jaro. Yo, Jaro. Jaro is the highest mountain. Yeah, but Jaro, uh, I'm not going to go into it, but let's just say this. You know what I'm saying? The the roster is not fully loaded like it used to be. Yeah, but they got the tunes. 
to you know clobber and batter and bruise any sound yo when you're talking about vintage all right oh i'm uh, i'm not gonna say what you've said to me about recent jaro on the air but i beg to differ let's leave it there let's leave i'm it. not i'm not problem sean me i talk you know i'm not problem sean <laughs> <laughs> Yo, anyhow, uh, it was a nice piece of dance. I hope some audio touch road because I, yo, I remember like awesome Buju playing, you know what I mean? Like awesome Beris, like some some music played that was just like, you know, like, oh my God, like, you know? Yo, Puma, we need the audio dog. And yo, Team Torment, you know, no, hey, you have the audio. Them, them have yo, yo. <laughs> I don't yeah. care if it's distorted. I don't care if you just have an atmosphere mic in the crowd. Yo, need something. Yo, next um, episode, we're not talk about Sound Clash. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. This should be a good fix for the Clash people, them. And, um, you know, you don't know, you hit us up in the comments. You, you know, you already will. You already know how it go. Um, a dedication to regular lovers worldwide. On that note, until next time. Bless up scene. Peace. If you're interested in a sponsorship or donation, please email info at regulover.com. Follow us on Instagram at regulover podcast. Like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash regulover podcast.